Ohioans are still subsidizing a coal plant in another state because of the corrupt House Bill 6 that legislators passed in a $60 million bribery scheme. Two greater Cleveland leaders get slammed by judges for abusing their roles in serving the public. And Cuyahoga County leaders say they have a legitimate reason for denying residents the ability to informally appeal their new home appraisals. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Monday, October the 11th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. For anyone who thinks that HB6, the bill at the center of Ohio's massive corruption case, is completely gone, think again. Ohioans are still heavily subsidizing a coal-fired power plant in Indiana as a result of the bill. Jeremy Pelzer reports that while state lawmakers have repealed parts of House Bill 6, a controversial $1 billion-plus bailout of Ohio nuclear power plants and a scheme that guaranteed First Energy ridiculous profits on the backs of Ohioans, another part of the scandal-ridden law remains on the books, and it will cost Ohio taxpayers roughly $1.8 billion by 2030, to subsidize two 1950s-era coal plants, one in Ohio and one in Indiana. Some state lawmakers are pushing to eliminate the subsidies, but legislators like Bill Seitz want to keep them to give Ohioans alternatives to natural gas and nuclear energy. Right now, the legislature does not have enough votes to repeal the subsidies, even though they were passed in that $60 million bribery scheme. The wages of their public sins will cost two greater Cleveland officials dearly based on their sentencings in separate courts Friday. Cuyahoga County's former jail director, Ken Mills, was sentenced to nine months in jail for creating what a judge called inhumane conditions in the Cuyahoga County Jail. Retired Summit County Common Pleas Court Judge Patricia Cosgrove, who oversaw the case as a visiting judge, Send conditions inside the Cuyahoga jail while Mills ran it were horrific. She also said Mills pushed to regionalize the jail and make money off of inmates made a bad situation worse, and she likened what he created to a third world country. Before sending Mills off, she said she did not understand how he could look himself in the mirror. Separately, former Cleveland City Councilman Kenneth Johnson, the self-proclaimed servant of the Buckeye Shaker Square neighborhood, who spent years fleecing the taxpayers, was sentenced to six years in prison. U.S. District Judge John Adams ordered Johnson, a 40-year member of council, to pay more than $700,000 in restitution for a series of schemes he ran from City Hall. To the last, Johnson claimed he did not deliberately break the law, but the judge was not having it. The evidence against him at trial proved overwhelmingly that he is a crook. Cuyahoga County's government blames the coronavirus for its breaking with past practice and denying potentially tens of thousands of homeowners the chance to informally challenge their new home appraisals. That leaves homeowners with just one option, a former challenge before the County Board of Revision. The coronavirus delayed the appraisal process this year, leaving little time for informal reviews before tax bills are produced. Too little time. In the past, appraisals followed market shifts that reduced home prices, sparking many thousands of people to challenge their new values, 
to reduce their taxes. This time around, the appraisals come as home values have been climbing, and challenging the recent appraisals carries the very real risk that the Board of Revision will increase, not decrease, the recent appraisal. People challenging the value at the Board of Revision usually have to bring a new appraisal. County officials suspect most people will end up grumbling but accept the new values. Cleveland City Council raised eyebrows recently when, after a single committee hearing, it voted to earmark $20 million in stimulus funds for an ambiguous or non-existent plan to expand broadband across the city. Robin Goist reports the last time Cleveland City Council considered a proposal to run uncountable miles of wire through neighborhoods to deliver signals, the measure went through an exhaustive series of council committee meetings and other public hearings before council allocated the money. That was for cable television a good three decades ago. The history disproves the council leadership claim that the recent vote followed council precedent. Mansfield Frazier, the writer and community activist who became an East Side icon when he converted acres of vacant home sites into a winery he named Chateau Huff, has died. Frazier's life had many chapters, from working for a power company to going to prison for six years for credit card fraud to writing books and becoming a journalist. In recent decades, he was a nonstop advocate for East Side neighborhoods. And he shocked almost everyone with his vision for grapevines where decrepit homes had been demolished. But the ground proved fertile, and ten years later, it's a going concern. His goal was to introduce more people to Huff with a chic, upscale winery. He employed at-risk youth, veterans, and people returning to Cleveland following prison sentences. Frazier was 78 and died at home of liver cancer. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.